<laughs> Just kidding you. <laughs> There's a wonderful woman in our parish, and um, she had a job at O'Hare when she was in charge of the VIP lounge for dignitaries, famous people, international people, and national, international. And um, she was telling me about it one day, and I asked her, who is the person that impacted most on you? Without any hesitation, she said it was Mother Teresa. Said I, she remembers her above anybody else. And there's a very beautiful line, she's now a saint, obviously, but uh, there's a beautiful line that applies to tonight. Never let anything fill your heart so much, with so much grief, that you forget the joys of the risen Lord. I find it fascinating that a brief encounter with another person can leave a lasting memory, including the time and place. I vividly remember two such encounters when I was working in Africa. The first one was in Nigeria, and it was a sister, a member of a contemplative order. I remember the exact place. I remember the exact time. And I remember profoundly the impact that she made on me, even though it was very brief. Another was in South Africa with Archbishop Dennis Hurley. I knew I was in the presence of greatness, but it was a greatness lived with a very profound humility. And I know that he was a very dear friend of another saint, Pope John Paul II. And any time he went to Rome, they got together. So these two people, there was something very special about meeting them. I can only sum up by saying it was a spiritual encounter. What struck me about them was there was within them an abiding sense of peace and of joy and an effortless other-centered focus. It was as if they didn't exist and were totally focused on me. This was very unique and very uplifting and leaving me with a desire to be just like them. Jesus Christ was also a person who made a deep impression on people, one they never forgot. A question in John's Gospel then accompanied the gaze uh, of Jesus to the two disciples that John the Baptist had sent after him, what are you looking for? It is noted in the Gospel that they remembered the time and the place that Jesus first looked at them. Encountering Jesus is what the celebration of the Easter Triduum is about. Last Thursday, we had the washing of the disciples' feet, which is, and what Jesus left, was a profound invitation into a relationship of friendship with each one of us. In the Lord's Supper, the Eucharist, he reveals that this is how he's going to continue, that he's going to be. This is how his continued presence among us is going to be manifested in the breaking of the bread, in eating his body and drinking his blood. Jesus has chosen to continue his presence in the Eucharist by very simple, 
of bread and wine. At his crucifixion, Jesus reveals that all is forgiven. This is not just a past event. This is a mystical current event where Jesus wants to take unto himself all our guilt and resentments, our fears and our worries. Everything that has ever happened to us and everything that is going to happen to us that is not of God, he takes unto himself. And then tonight, we celebrate very beautiful the possibility of new life. Death and darkness never have the final word. Christ is risen is the final word. All of these beautiful events that we have celebrated this tridium invite us into a deep personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It is so important that we remember the words of St. John of the Cross. First, it must be known that if the soul is seeking God, its beloved is seeking it much more. That applies to each person here, that your soul who is seeking God, the beloved is seeking you much more. God's love is always concrete. It exists in one or two ways, either by possession or by desire. Either you possess the one you love, when you possess the one you love, then that love exists as joy. Or when you do not possess the one you love, then that love exists as desire, as a yearning. I read somewhere where when a soul is coming into us when we are created, God kisses the soul, and it is restless until it is kissed by him again. The extraordinary people we meet have allowed themselves to be possessed by God's love, and many of us, myself included, are still desiring that. Friendship is the one human relationship that is based on equality, where the good of each other is genuinely the other's good. So in seeking the good of a friend, one's own good is achieved. This is the kind of relationship that Jesus wants with each one of us, a relationship of friendship. And how beautiful is that, that the Almighty God in his Son, Jesus Christ, wants a relationship of friendship with each one of us. This is our true identity, and it is also our mission. That is why in the Gospel of today, for those who encounter the risen Lord, he says, then go quickly and tell my disciples. Being the friend of Jesus will always impel us outwards towards other people. It is important that we remember that Jesus lived to establish a radically new order of human relationships and that the disciples, his disciples, all of us, should live out among ourselves the love of friendship with its delight in mutual service and knows no order of importance. As God has chosen to reveal himself to the world through us, we can either help or hinder people becoming friends with Jesus Christ. Relating to people that Christ is inviting into friendship, that Christ is inviting to become his friend, his friend, has the possibility of changing the world in a radical place. Just imagine and to say to yourself, no matter who you meet, no matter where, no matter how, no matter their standing, 
no matter anything about them, that person is, has the possibility of being a friend of Jesus Christ. And it is so important that we do not hinder this, but that we help it. There is a beautiful saying of the village of Liverpool on their website. And underneath it, it says a little subtitle, uh, A Spirit of Independence. I'm going to speak to our Mayor, Donna Johnson. She'll be at Mass here tomorrow morning. And I'm going to ask her to change that line. Instead of saying Spirit of Independence, we should be putting there Spirit of Interdependence because we can only become a true friend of Jesus Christ in and through other people as well. I conclude by saying that the most effective way of witnessing to this friendship that Jesus has with us is joy. And St. Ignatius, at the end of the spiritual exercises, invites us to pray intensely for a share of the joy that Christ experienced at his resurrection. We are to be a source of holy joy, for whatever happens, the Lord is always risen. And I pray for you, my prayer for you this evening, as we celebrate this great feast of the resurrection, is that each of you will have a special grace by being here tonight, and that that grace will be a share of the joy that Jesus experienced, and Jesus experienced when he rose from the dead.